the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours. And how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay? Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Monday, May 9th. Thank you for tuning in and rocking with me. All picks posted on Action Network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you are feeling generous. This has been a back and forth few days. Gonna shoot you straight. All right, we were on an absolute heater towards the end of the first round. It has been win-loss, win-loss. I've been going with the better teams. I've been going with the quality clubs, the Phoenix and the Miamis. But these home court advantages are true advantages. You're seeing it in game three and four. Everyone outside of Memphis and Golden State and Milwaukee and Boston came out cooking. Came out cooking at home. The Suns and the Heat. And just like that, It's 2-2 and 2-2. Now, of course, the Joel Embiid factor, I have overlooked because, again, an analyst have said this. It's not just what he's done with his offensive production and defensive presence, but what he has done to create opportunities around him. And that is something you can't cap. And I took full disadvantage of going Miami on the road, and they looked bad. But what I saw in game one and game two was enormous discrepancy between these two clubs. And then you get an old school Harden performance where he goes really vintage MVP-esque type performance and you get enough support from the role players and that's what it is. And then you look at the Dallas Phoenix game on Sunday, game four. I mean, what are you going to do? Finney Smith couldn't miss. I think they had eight three-pointers in the first quarter. Something regronculous. Something that doesn't happen and you come back down to earth. It was like Boston in game two of the first half where they were down one nothing. They came out. Jalen had 25 points. They shot 65% from three. But look, this is a marathon, not a sprint. 
One loss shouldn't make or break you. We're right back in. We're rejuvenated. I feel very good about both plays tonight. One's a pick em, One's a huge spread because John Morant is out. But we are diving into the lock of the day, and I'm going to do what has to be done, people. Give me the Boston Celtics on the road. It's plus one right now for Boston or minus 104 on the money line. Look, if they lose by one, I'm going to take the one point. I like them, obviously, on the money line. But when we're talking minus 104, minus 112, you get a point for a push or they have to win, just take the point. I'm big on that. So I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics plus one. Let's analyze what this series has been through three games. And what it's been is a combination of very good defense on both sides and a combination of role players hitting and missing. You saw it in game one with the Celtics not coming out exactly how we are. All pin them. Second game, exactly the opposite. Game three, we kind of expected, and I was on the Bucs in game three, so I've picked two or three of these games correctly, and I've been on the Celtics every single one of them. Sharp side was absolutely Bucks plus five, game one. But other than that, this Celtics team finds themselves in a very interesting, I don't want to say desperate position coming into game four. But they have to win this game. They go down 3-1 back to Boston. It's ugly. You do not want to head back to Milwaukee down 3-2. You want to be up 3-2. I think Boston, to win this series, take back control, wins tonight, wins game five. But let's just look at game three. All right, Giannis goes berserk after hitting less than 10 field goals in game one and game two. Really was held in check for Giannis's numbers. Under 30 points in game one and game two was incredibly impressive and then he goes ballistic for 42 in game three when you get 42 from Giannis you get 25 from Drew Holiday again who he's done this in two or three games and you get a Brooke Lopez and a Pat Connaughton in double digits that's kind of all the Bucks really need now Grayson had a goose egg starting Bobby Portis had nine but this game was two elements for me It was Giannis going berserk and getting that role-playing support and Holiday playing like a two instead of a three. And then Jason Tatum was awful. And this is unfathomable to say, but Jason Tatum had 10 points in game three. All right. He went 0 for 10 with Wesley Matthews guarding him. 0 for 10. All right, that's not going to happen again. Period. Point blank. Top 10 player in the NBA going 0 for 10 against a 2K76. Who's past his prime? No no disrespect to Wesley Matthews. But then you take that 4 and 19 outing from Tatum, which is a true outlier, and then you pair it with Marcus Smart going 1 for 8 from the field with 9 points, and there's your ball game. And that is what the playoffs comes down to, game by game. If you get one guy to go off like a Finney Smith who went off for Dallas in game four, Brunson led all scores in game three, and these are guys that aren't the stars, or you get a combination of your star going off 
and then your other star not, like we did with Giannis at 42 and Tatum for 10. That's a 32-point difference in stars. And Milwaukee won by a basket. By a basket. From a live betting perspective, ton of value taking the Celtics. You could have grabbed them all the way up to plus 8.5 starting that fourth quarter. Basketball's a game of runs in and of itself. This Bucks celtics series seems to really be a game of runs in a lot of ways. And then let's talk about the fast break points and the points in the paint, which is what Budenhoser got back to, which is why they were successful in game one. 21 to 11 in favor of the Bucks in fast break points. 52 to 32, 20 more points for the Bucks in the paint, which is not good for this Ime Celtics defense to sit on. The Bucks clearly are looking to get in transition and get going with Giannis, who wouldn't, and they're trying to impose their will. They're not going to outshoot the Boston Celtics. We've seen it through three games. This Bucks team is not a particularly unbelievable outside shooting team. They're an inside-outside game. Work the ball inside with Giannis, dish it out to some role players to hit timely threes. Whereas this Boston team, it's a true five, six, seven deep squad. Derek White has been very, very productive in the last couple of games. Grant Williams has been underrated in this series. Robert Williams has banged around a little bit, and he's banged up, but he's given it all his worth. And and Horford has played tremendous over twenty and two or three. If we can get Horford productive, Grant Williams, and Derek White. And you can get 25-plus from Jalen and Tatum tonight with just Marcus Smart giving us, I mean, give us 15 in a perfect world. This is enough to beat this Bucs team. I feel very confident taking the Celtics tonight. And just from a trends perspective, we know what Boston is. And they covered for what it's worth in Game 3. They covered. Two and a half point line. I took them on the money line. Thank goodness. The Bucks, But the Celtics covered plus two and a half. They're five and one against the spread in their last six games. They're nine and one against the spread in their last 10 games against the Bucks, And the Bucks are one and six against the spread in their last seven. Let's not forget this Bucks team was a bottom two home favorite cover in the NBA. So we got three elements. You have points in the paint and fast break. Milwaukee. You have their star putting up 42 versus the Celtics star putting up 10. And then you have all of these trends that say Boston has covered. Excellent road cover as well. Excellent cover against Milwaukee covering nine of their last 10. And Milwaukee only covering once in their last seven games at home. In a pick spot where the more desperate team needs to win. I'm comfortable Taking the Boston Celtics to win plus one is my lock of the day. Lock it up, lock it in. All right, let's go to the Grizz Dubs. Degenerate special. No John Moran tonight. Lot of drama. Lot of drama. This Grizzlies team is plus 10.5. I want no part of it. This Grizzlies team was 20 and 5 without Ja. All right. And they covered 16 of those games. I want no part of it. I won't touch 10.5. In fact, I probably lean Grizzlies covering tonight with the Dylan Brooks starter coming back and what this team has done on a whole Costco sample size of the season. 
but I'm trying to win a bet here. So I'm going to go Grizzlies, nada. I'm going to go Warriors, not touching it. I'm going to go FanDuel special here. Double result. Warriors win the half, win the game with Steph Curry over 25 plus points. And it cashes at plus 113. I'll take a plus money play here for two things to happen. Period. The Warriors are winning this game. The Warriors are winning this game. They're coming off a 142-112 routing. Routing in game three. Curry gave you 30. Thompson, 21. Kaminga, 18. Wiggins, 17. Poole, 27. Otto Porter, 13. In a game where Morant gave you 34. In a game where Morant gave you 34. This Golden State team is proving its depth and proving that if you want a boat race with them, oh, we'll 142-piece you all day long. All right, this Golden State team averaging more than 44 bench points per game this postseason. That is unbelievable. A lot of that is Jordan Poole, but that is absolutely incredible. And this Memphis team, I'm concerned with Bain right now. Desmond Bain is not right. He was questionable in game two, if you remember, with that back injury. All right, 16 points in the last game, but nine points and five points in the other two games in this series. 16, nine, and five from what we've seen all year as Memphis's second best player, and that's no disrespect to Jaron Jackson. He's right there. But Jaron Jackson, who had 33 and a career high, three pointers in game one, has come back down to earth with 12 and 15. And that is the coaching and what Steve Kerr does with his staff to adapt and adjust in a long series. And this is the benefit, people, of a more veteran, experienced team going against a young and hungry squad. And I'm not saying that the Grizzlies aren't good. The Grizzlies are an excellent, excellent team. But you're going against the best in the business, baby. You're going against the best in the business. Now, I'm aware that the Warriors shot 63% from the field. That is an outlier, as well as 53% from three. Those two things won't happen. They'll come back down. But more assists, more boards, more blocks. They had 17 turnovers. They still won by third. They're not going to have 17 turnovers. So looking at what this team did in the first quarter and second quarter. And granted, they didn't win the first quarter, but they came out, outscored them by nine in the second quarter, and then just smoked them second half. Smoked them. This is a Memphis first quarter fade, which is tough to do. I've been on Memphis many a times to win first quarters, win first halves. They come out very, very strong. Top three in points, four in the first quarter and the first half. I know what I'm fading. But I'm fading a team that I think in the Warriors smells blood in the water with no John Moran. There's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. I would hope, I would envision in the first quarter with Taylor Jenkins and what they're going to do and how they're going to establish who is going to be the true alpha on this Grizzlies team in game four. Whereas we already know what everyone's identity is on the Warriors. So I'm going to take the Warriors to win the first half, win the game. And that is with a lot of confidence. 
a lot of confidence. And then I'm going to take Steph Curry 25 plus points. And Curry has been sensational in this series. 30 points in game three on seven of four shooting. Only had two threes. Only had two threes at 30 points. All right, he's had five threes in two of his last four games. Five threes in two of his last four. And he had 30 with only two. You look at his last seven games. Let's go all the way through the playoffs. 27, 30, 33, 27, 34, 30, of course, last game. He had 24 in one of those. He had 16, of course, in game one against the Nuggets when he was off the bench. So he's hit over 25 plus in six of his last seven. I don't think they have an answer to stop him. I think green light tonight. Also, got to the line seven times. Hit every single free throw. That is what you want to see. Him driving. Him being aggressive. And then picking his spots where to shoot. And we all know Curry's game. If he doesn't have a huge three-point night, he's bound to get another three-point night the next game. So I'm comfortable and confident taking Curry 25-plus here. And a Warriors double result for plus 113. Warriors win the half, win the game. Curry 25 plus. We cash it plus 113. And we wrap it up with the prop. And I'm going to bank. And this is a little bit of a double dip. But I'm going to go Warriors wire to wire. It's virtually even money. Minus 108. That's for the Warriors to be up after the first quarter. And win the entire game. When I see a betting trend like the Grizzlies over is 10-4 in the last 14 games as underdogs, I feel like their defense doesn't come to play and it becomes a shooting spree. And if you're going to give me anything close to what this Warriors team did, which is a little bit of a slow first quarter start, but take away from that. Second quarter outscored the Grizz by 9 outscored the Grizzlies by 14 in the third quarter and then outscored them by nine in the fourth. Two nines and a 14 piece, that's 32 points in three quarters outscoring this squad. Lost the first quarter by a basket, one by third. You're giving me no John Moran tonight, 34 points. How do you make that up? How do you make that up? I I guess you can't even really give the Grizzlies more points because of what they've proven without Jaw at the book tonight with a 10.5 line. I see no reason with this Golden State team. Again, as I mentioned, 44 bench points. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And six, seven guys in the double figures. It's a true team. You have a hurt Desmond Bain. You do. And you have no Jaw Morant tonight. Yet yeah, Dylan Brooks is serviceable. He can step up and give you 20-25. Is that going to be enough? For the Grizzlies to win tonight, everything would have to be a George Clooney perfect storm. And I ain't seeing it, and I ain't buying it. I'm taking the Warriors to win the first quarter and maintain a lead throughout for minus 108. Just pull a little 25, maybe 50 on it. It's a lot for a first quarter bet. But if they can win the first quarter, I'm telling you, they win the game. And they win this bet. And that's how we dance. 
Celtics plus one. Warriors double result. Curry 25 plus for plus 113 on FanDuel. Same game parlay. And the Warriors all the way through on a wonderful wire to wire. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Going to get some guests this week for you as well. Best gambling show ever. We'll be back. Should be a good one tonight. Monday Night Madness. Let's get it in. And as always, shout the Brahms on the ones and twos. And don't forget to hug your mothers. Ta-ta real smooth. 